This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. I'm Matt Bungard. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good day, everybody. And uh, this is uh, the second of our series of uh, daily uh, season preview podcasts, taking it team by team. Of course, if you haven't listened to yesterday's pod, what are you doing? Go back and listen to it. The first one off the cab. First come off the rank, I'm sorry, was Harry Randall's trip <laughs> at the Newcastle Knights. And today we have a pod debutante, Dean Robb, talking about his beloved Sydney Roosters. Now, Dean, as the only Roosters fan, how do you feel about getting this call up by default? Well, honestly, this was not the reason I thought I'd be making my debut on this podcast. And you know why, Matthew, but I yes. am happy to be on. Yeah, look, we had a brilliant segment name idea a couple of years ago. And we've just never ended up doing it. So Dean's last name is R-O-B, Rob. So we, and he is a, a A-grade referee in the South Sydney competition. So we had an idea that he'd come on and talk about refereeing decisions. And the segment would be called, We Was Robbed. Uh, if you like that, let us know. And we'll actually do it this year at some point. <laughs> Good. Like He's that. coming on to talk about the 17th team, the referees. He's a real passion. That's right. Yeah, it's I can real tell passion. you. I'll give you some uh, inside gloss of who everyone hates. <laughs> That's a good way to go Mate, up there for ranks, I believe. Rugby League fans on. love drama. I don't know if they know how much they're going to love ref drama. Oh, mate, it's the worst. It's worse than politics. I love that. We've got Harry on to talk about some young up-and-coming centre from England. We'll have Dean on to talk about some young up-and-coming ref from, That's from right. Campbelltown. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's just got really good whistle technique. Mate, if you don't know how to blow a whistle, you don't even know how to live. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mate, but that's I, a question, actually. Do you actually do you like blow your whistle at home all the time for practice? Is that a thing? I or don't, but yes. there are people that do. Okay. Do you practice your yeah. emotions, like your, your long arm? Uh, again, I don't, but there are people that do. Do you make the knock-on motion to yourself in the mirror every night before you go to sleep? Well, the most satisfying motion is the sin bin. So that's the one you practice. Yep. That, yeah. That's the best one. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's nothing that feels better than a sin bin. One of my favorite ones, unfortunately, is in Union, the roll away. Unfortunately, uh, yeah. that very often in league, in league, but yeah. Oh, I, I, I just, I just want to become a South African rugby union referee for one minute of my life, so I can tell people in my thick South African accent that they have to go through the gate. They can't come from the side. Well, don't forget the English Super League have the warning one. That's a nice twelve. Ooh, oh, it's getting fancy. Yeah. All right. That's right. You, you got to. Mitch. Okay. <laughs> enough. If we want to do an all ref podcast later, I'm sure. I'm sure we could. I mean, it's something interesting. Maybe we, we actually definitely should. Do, let's do it in the future. But for right now, the Sydney Roosters. Uh, last year, they were they came up slightly short in their bid to three peats. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, we're asking all these all these people coming on how they how they felt about their team's performances of last year. I guess we don't care how you felt. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you. Is how we're going to start this one. But uh, no. But in all seriousness, obviously. Uh, falling short, uh, your, your worst season in a little while. Um, what? How, how? How do you feel coming out of twenty twenty and into this new season? Yeah, look, I mean, it's. It, I'd be. I'd be an asshole to say I'd be disappointed considering what happened the last two years. So I think when we when we uh, got knocked out, I wasn't devastated. Um, honestly, I, I think the two things that killed us was a Victor Radley getting injured, uh, and b the set restart. Um, you know, we had some of the worst defense I've seen since back in the 2005 days with uh, when Breath and Asta debuted and we were uh, struggling to, to make the top, the bottom 10, let alone the top. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think, um, I think we were probably one of the teams that had to adapt more so um, in our style of play than normal and it just didn't work. 
So I just want to comment, we though. couldn't cheat as much as we used to. I just yes. want to comment, by the way, him calling it the worst defense he's seen in like 20 years. This is the life of a Roosters fan that throughout the season, exactly. they conceded more than 20 points four times. But one of those was... Oh, this is disgraceful. But one of those was 88 points to see out. Yes, but uh, yeah. I didn't include finals there. But yeah, they had like well, 18, 12, 6, 12, 16 before the, the 60 points. Whatever. Well, we came back off the break and we, you know, spanked the Broncos 59-0, which was great. Everyone and everyone that. thought... Was, yeah, but then <laughs> did, little did we know that was just the norm yeah. at the time. So, um, yeah, honestly, I think the biggest thing was... Like, I think if you look back the last three times we won the comp, we're probably first or second uh, in penalties conceded. And we defended that because we'd have a set rate. We'd have be able, we'd be able to set, set again, do the six tackles and go through our motions. But when you're suddenly doing, you know, 12, 18 tackles in a row, just couldn't do it. We just couldn't do it. We couldn't give away those set restarts that we're giving away when there were just penalties and we just couldn't defend them. It felt like a team that like, they did really well to go back to back. We all, all went over how hard that is in rugby league, but it felt like a team, like maybe around 15, 16, even though they were still winning, I started to feel like that's not, they're not going to do it this year. And I think nah. uh, a friend of the podcast spoke to some people at the club and they were saying like round 17, 18, 19, before the big loss to South. So it's just like the guys just didn't have the same feeling anymore. They were kind of tired. They were ready for They were everything. tired. They were tired. The season was long. I think everyone felt exhausted by it. Um, and you could tell like our attack as well wasn't the same inside 20 we're just doing the same stuff again and again um, I can't understate the loss of Victor Radley how big that was honestly yeah. I think if he was still around we'd get a lot closer than we did I reckon we'd be a good good chance um, he completely changed the way that we attacked this year obviously Robbo was smart enough to let him uh, be up the front with the ball playing the first receiver to kind of hide Flano a bit Kyle Flanagan for those playing you know? Um, and, and I don't um, think they would have cracked that code without you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, and once he was gone, uh, it just wasn't the same. And it was all a lot of it was left up to Luke Curie and the uh, the attacking piece. And uh, I think Luke was a little bit tired too. Yeah. So we we run through the signings for 2022. I mean, you haven't really signed anyone that's going to probably make an impact in first grade this year, unless they change the rules of rugby league. Is that fair to say? I think that's very fair to say. Um, our sombrero can only be so big. Yeah, so let's look at the losses then, because you do have a few interesting ones, I guess. I mean, obviously, Mitch Orbison retired and, and you know, so underrated. Um, but, um, you, 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 of course, the Kyle Flanagan experiment ended uh, prematurely. Ryan Hall went back to England and uh, Sonny Bill went back to, to rugby. So um, do you, are any of those changes uh, moving the needle for you? I mean, look, uh, you, we all know Orbo should have played Origin, right? <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think... Um, I think Orbe will be a massive loss purely because we're going to not have Boyd Cordner for, for three months minimum. Mm. Um, Flanagan, I mean, I thought he got it was a little bit hard done by, but it was just it's very clear that he just didn't get along with the players. I think that's the most logical reason why. Um, the rest of them are a bit whatever. Yeah. So I mean, I guess I guess let's start there then. I guess so. Suppose what are your expectations for this season? It's a tough one. I think um, we've got pretty much the same squad as we did last year, except the biggest glaring problem, our halves are a mess. Um, I mean, Robbo wants to put Luke Curie at halfback. Uh, we signed Adam Kieran, but we also got Sam Walker. And then we've got Logan Lamb as well, who's going to start. So I don't know what's going to happen. I think it's just going to be one of those seasons where um, they're just going to pick a half pairing and hope it sticks. And then we'll have enough talent around us to probably win enough games to make 
kind of top four-ish, fifth, fourth, fifth, and then probably bow out. Like, I think unless the halves quick, click pretty yeah. early on, can't see anything different. Yeah, I think everybody who follows the Roosters knows that it's a matter of time to let Sam Walker get a good run in that jersey. But he still hasn't packed on a lot of size. Like, he's still no, he's small. Tiny. And, yeah, Lachlan Land's been there for a while. Maybe he ties it over. Maybe Adam Caron plays. But I do think what you mentioned earlier is a fantastic point that Victor Radley will come back in and make that job a lot easier for whoever's there anyway. I think Radley's one of the best forwards in the competition. How he was yeah. playing last year certainly was. And I think Absolutely. that loss is understated because everyone's so used to your team being good. Didn't Fans who weren't Roosters fans didn't give a shit Radley wasn't there. Didn't they give it? That's just, right. But it was a big impact. I think it'll be huge for you guys being back. And I don't have much faith in Lamb or Kieran, but maybe, you know, eight, ten weeks in, Sam Walker comes in and something happens. Yeah, I, I mean, I look, I know this sounds horrible, but like, you know, if, uh, if Isaac Liu does his ACL, um, you know, I'm sad, but I know we can cover it. But when Victor Radley did it, I was gutted, absolutely gutted, because I knew that that was that was it. That's that's such a big loss. It is. Um, Corden is a huge loss, right? But he's not the loss of Victor Radley either, because you you nah. have Tupanua as a slot in. Corden is more of a the the leadership factor mm. um, that kind of replaces uh, with with having no Kronk, someone to just calm the team. Corden just runs it hard and straight. It's not like he you know flicks the ball back and p- puts in cutout passes and uh, inside passes to to people to put him away. So mm. yeah, it's Victor Radley all day that will cover the, the uncertainty in the halves. Um, and also will help Lukiri the fact that he now has to be the, the controller in the team, which I guess is a big question mark over. We have seen this in the past, right? And obviously I think when Luke Keary has a controlling half back there, like Adam Reynolds or Cooper Cronk, as he's had for most of his career, I think he's fantastic. I think he's yeah. possibly the best five eighth in the competition when he's got a, organize a, 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 a halfback with a great kicking game next to him. I also watched Luke Curie play five, eight, uh, halfback a lot next to Cody Walker, two guys who have pretty similar skill sets in a lot of ways. Are you at all worried that now that he he is there, and, and I, he was actually still pretty good last year, despite the fact that he was playing with Kyle Flanagan, um, are you at all worried that he will, they'll be pretty much looking to him to basically be like, almost like that Jamie Soward type five, eight that sort of does everything? Yeah, it's exactly what, what I'm worried about. Uh, and I don't think that suits him. I think his personality is he plays best when he's got a clear head. And that clear head is when he doesn't have to worry about uh, controlling the team. Um, and I don't think we have anyone. Honestly, I don't think Lachlan Lamb is that person either. I think Lachlan's too... I think he's too loose. Like, he, he plays very unstructured football. You've got to have that balance. And I don't. from what I've seen, I think he's got that balance. He's got a really good running game, really good footwork. But... um. To, to take pressure off Luke, I don't know. So I think, honestly, I think if someone like, even like Adam Kieran I saw, wasn't horrible at, at playing that controlling role for the little bit that I saw with him in the Warriors. So maybe that could help uh, Luke free up a bit, but I think you're right. It's going to be all on his shoulders and that is a concern. Should have yeah. signed Luke Brooks, mate. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> jersey number's totally overrated with halves. Like, it's just what role they play, but I'm, I'm with you both on that, like, Kiri's definitely better when he picks his moments, in my opinion, and really good down like a short side or overcalling a play when he sees it. Interesting to see if he can open his game up a bit more and be the guy that is making all the calls. Uh, so I'm with you there that it's going to be a challenge, but the Roosters have such a talented roster around them that like there'll be weeks it won't even matter how Kiri and Lamb yeah. play that they'll just win football games. They're such a good yeah. roster with Tedesco there. Like you couldn't ask for, you know, if you're a young halfback coming into first grade, I know you don't like Jake Friend, but 
it couldn't be a better setup for success than coming in to play with friend and Verrills at nine, Kiri, your half's partner, Tedesco at fullback and Radley at 13. You couldn't ask for a yeah. better opportunity. So, Absolutely. Dean, do you still think Kurt Baptiste should replace Jake Friend? <laughs> Uh, how good is Baptiste Grubber? <laughs> um, so, all right. So we talked about the expectations for the year. Um, who are some veteran players you think are in for a big year? I mean, you mentioned Radley. You can say Radley again if you want, but just like a guy who we look at who's been great, but you think could take it to another, or a guy who's solid who might become great. Yeah, I think um, the Bradley's definitely number one for me, but I think if you look at the quiet achiever over the last after having a couple of slump years, Daniel Tupo, he, when we lost him for those six weeks or so last season, we were a completely different team. I know Matt Ikebalu came and scored five tries, but I mean, to be fair, they weren't exactly uh, mind-breaking, mind-blowing tries, but uh, I don't know what Tupo, maybe Mitch, the stat man can tell me what Tupo averaged per game, but um, he was absolutely critical for us. Um, And I think especially with these new rule changes, uh, especially with kicking into touch, not having a scrum anymore, he's going to be even more important. Yeah, I mean, you can just see it, right? Like the other team kicks long after points. To, they put it into touch to try and settle things down. He he sprints over the sideline, gets the ball, quick tap, and away you go. Like he's going to be one of the yeah. best in the comp for getting cheap meters in that regard. I think that's a great shout. Yeah, well, he, he averaged 182 meters a game last year, Tupo did. Which I'll, I'll check now that's a career high, but he certainly was fantastic in yardage for you guys. And he has over the years made mistakes in yardage. Like he's had thrown those dumb offloads every now and then. Yeah. I can't remember a single one that was glaring last year while still keeping that offload in his game. Like mm. had a fantastic, he got his way into a rep Jersey and sneaky old too. He's been around for so long. Like I forget That's if right. been around since like 2010, 2012 was around since. Sorry, but. He's giraffes what, have long 29. lives. <laughs> but, but that's it. But he's kept a high level for so long and somehow been an underrated winger whilst playing for the Roosters. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Um, while Mitch looks that up, again. Dean. Um, that is young... his career highest. You got it? There well, you go. Yeah. Um, a right. young player to watch out for. If you say Joseph Suwali, I'm coming to your house, Sebastian. I was about to make that joke. <laughs> I is there anyone else, there's, Honestly, yes, though, there like, I know I, we joke, there, but there's, is there anyone else? There is. And for the record, I would be surprised if Joseph Suwali plays more than 30 minutes this season. Um, but uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm not too sure if if Verils is going to be back round one. And I think someone who really impressed me last year, stepping up, not having played a game, was Freddie Lussick. Um, he was the crispest, crisp, crispest. Is that the right word? word? Most uh, crispy. <laughs> most crispy that I've seen uh, <laughs> since maybe a young Jake friend. Um, I think he did really well. He stepped. He stepped up, uh, and I would love to. The, for the club to start kind of phasing into the the whole concept of the 60-20 like we do now, but with Verrills and Lusick rather than Jake Friend. Uh, Fred right. just re-signed? <laughs> for this year. Oh, this for is this year. year. It's it. okay. uh, I think, yeah, he, he's got one or two left in him. Look, the, the bloke is very important to the team in a lot of aspects, but I mean, <sighs> just... I'm really scared of that contract now. Just realizing <laughs> that, like, the Broncos are going to sign Jake Friend, aren't they? With yeah, we're going to be setting Brandon Smith um, and Harry Grant, and we're going to take 32 year old and take Friend well, to use. Before we get to these last me. couple of questions, we had Dean. Um, uh, what's um, are you worried at all about the backline death? I mean, Billy Smith is injured again. We're hearing so, like, uh, are you concerned? Yeah. I mean, you've got the Morris boys. I know that I know they're ageless, but at some point, like you, you so what are your thoughts will- on the backline this year? Look, it was it was a blow. I feel sorry for the bloke. Um, at least it was not his knee again. Um, but um, 
Yeah, I don't think he was going to get much much of a crack other than Origin time. I think if we do get have an injury, I mean, you have then in comes Ikevalu. Um Yeah, it is a concern because the last thing I want is, is Angus Crichton having to play in the centres for any amount <laughs> of time. Uh, the guy is an absolute beast, and he was last year, but in the centres, yeah. Nah. Um, it is a concern, uh, but like you said, the Morris boys are ageless, so they'll be yeah. fine. So, well. You mentioned Crichton there. He's another guy who I think has just quietly was fantastic last year. And I don't think he got anywhere near enough respect for the season that he had. He was epic. Absolutely epic. He was an absolute beast. And yeah, that's right. He was the, the quieter achiever. And with with Cordner out, he will be key for us. He is absolutely um, key, I think, yeah. Having yeah, having him and then Radley in the middle. And uh, I guess you'll you'll probably have Tupanua or Butcher on the other side. Um, yeah, there's there's some talent there. Yeah, there's definitely some talent. We'll 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 streak through those those cruisy games. We'll, you know, with the rule changes, we'll win 16-0 against the Broncos again. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's just whether or not we can compete. Uh, yeah, late in the season. I um I know the answer to this one, but uh, what 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 have you got marked in your calendar? What what game you're circling in? Mate, I, you asked me this question. It was obvious. Like every time we play the Titans, it's an absolute blockbuster. <laughs> I just can't wait. I think we're playing the Gokko this year. Um, nah, yeah, obviously South. Um, uh, we're playing you round four, I think, which is dumb. I don't know why we're not it actually is tough one. though, because you could have also said Anzac Day, Anzac Day, and South are the two highlights. Anzac Day is 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 the greatest atmosphere for a regular season game, that, 100%, that, easily, yeah, like easily. Um, what about but what about okay. Leichhardt on a Sunday afternoon? <laughs> yeah, if you want to uh, get your uh, grass stain and not um, see any of the game but anyway see any yep. of the game but um i cannot wait for anzac day uh when the stadium is built in 2043 um <laughs> so yeah that and, and yes i think south last round i've got that that i had a look at that and i was like well that's going to be interesting because you know what happened last year <laughs> yeah it was pretty great um so uh, predictions, both how the Roosters is going to go and um, your Roosters ladder position and who's playing in the grand final. You can, of course, say the Roosters will make the grand final if you believe that or if you just want to be a Gronk. No, no, no. Uh, I reckon we'll be similar to last year where we'll be we'll win enough games to get into the top four. and We'll be fighting between fourth and fifth in the last couple of rounds. And I reckon it'll come down to beating you guys to make top four, that kind of thing. And then I think we'll, we'll be out. Maybe, maybe we might we might make a prelim. Who knows? But I don't think we'll be winning the comp. Um, I, I, yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't see us uh, going to the grand final. I, I think the grand final will. I think you, you'd have to to at least at this stage back Penrith to to uh, have another crack. Um, and everyone's talking about South, so I refuse to say South. Um, uh, I respect the spot. Yeah, you'd have to you have to go with Penrith and Canberra just because it'd be enjoyable. You'd, you'd love to see uh, Josh Papali in the prelim run over Damian Walker for the 18th time in his career. Damian Walker to uh, go through Damian Cook. Sorry, he's running over Damian Cook and Cody Damian Walker Cook. in this one. Yeah, okay, that's good. probably true. Yeah, uh, for the 18th time in his career, so that that'd be nice to see. Yeah, uh, I but think I can see. I, I hate your last five think minutes. Everyone, we're coming back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think. Um, I, I pretty much agree with your analysis spot on. I've got you guys down uh, as fifth on my ladder prediction. I can see that. I can easily see that. Um, and everyone talks about, oh, if you come fifth, you can win the cop. Meh. Nah, don't think so. Mitchell? Uh, yeah, I, I do think, I think they're going to sit in that spot this year. They'll probably still spank like 10 to 11 of the teams every every week. 
Hmm. But I, I still think there's that, that question over how they'll go against teams like Penrith, Melbourne, still without Cam, Raiders, you guys, and the Eels, kind of, kind of um, Raiders of South, sorry, and the Eels. So I have them, I still have them top four. I have them penciled in third, but I, I don't think they're contenders for the title this year unless we get something like a Sam Walker, you know, coming in and, and really blowing the competition open. Like, I just don't, I don't think they'll, they have it in them that when you get into one of those games, one of those big teams, when it's, you know, 18, 16 or whatever, or just like when I lost to the, to the storm last year twice, I just don't think they have it in those really close contests. Absolutely. We don't have a, a Cooper Cronk with a broken scapula, you know, yeah. <laughs> telling everyone to calm down with one arm. We just don't have that. It's true. Um, it's what you need. Exactly. Um, yeah. But you never know. Maybe uh, Adam Kieran is a world beater or. Like I liked what I saw Walker. from Kieran at the Roost, uh, at the Warriors in the in limited spurts. Yeah. So maybe, I mean, Trevor Watson's an amazing coach. Maybe, maybe he ends up being the answer for this year. Who the hell, who the hell knows? Yeah, I mean, you don't sign him if you think Sam. I can't imagine Sam Walker would be next in line if if like, Lamb goes down. Mm. You'd think it'd be Kieran. Yeah. So, okay. Um, um, before we get out of here, I'd like to give a quick shout out to the t- people in the top two tiers of our Patreon. That is uh, patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies if you want to support us. And of course, we would not be doing daily preview pods and we certainly wouldn't have plotted all off season without your sub- continued support. And that goes for all of you, but especially to Bert Andrews, Dave, Carlo Tyson, Matt Coleman, Matthew Duggan, CTO, Warwick Ahern, an anonymous backer. Wayne Ritchie, Michael Murray, Ben Wallace, Frankie, Old Mama Bear, Never Trendy, Simo, Ty, Maddie McPhee, Leon, Morgan Watkins, Harvey G, Jace G, Thor Laycock, Roxanne Clark, Cam Beswick, Maddie Jenkins, Dan Cullinane, Tom Hardy, Josh Brandon, and Jason. That list keeps getting longer. Uh, but look, that's a pretty good problem to have, I think. <laughs> Leg problem. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Indeed. Bunga, do you think, my uh, first time. <laughs> Bunga, do you think uh, Souths are going to forget how to lose this year? Uh, we'll get to that in the Souths preview, Dean, but also, yes, <laughs> yes I do. Uh, <laughs> uh, thanks for coming on, mate. We, we, we really do appreciate you. Um, if you guys want to get down to Mascot Oval on any given Saturday during the winter and heckle Dean, Sunday. I'm sure he'd Sunday. enjoy that. I said Saturday. Sunday, Sunday. Really? Yeah, we oh. put, uh, South Comp Sundays. Oh, okay, fair enough. Well, yeah. uh, just go to a park somewhere and yell at Dean. And he is <laughs> drob777 on Twitter. Give him a follow. He's a good dude, smart dude, knows his footy, as you've just learned. So uh, There um, was that forget- time... No, there was a time when he had to support Mitchell Pierce for some reason. When he that didn't was know true. The three of us watching Origin together, and I was forced to rewind the game after Dean said that wasn't Mitchell Pierce's fault, and we made him watch Greg Inglis running through Mitchell Pierce like six times. Uh, I'm sorry, you guys don't understand stand the concept of loyalty. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's so go. loyal. The moment he went to the Knights, he was <laughs> overrated. He was a fraud. He was terrible. That's a lie. That is a lie. I plead the fifth. Uh, and. On that note, do not forget about. Please get your thoughts on the we we've got we was robbed because I yes, think we will definitely do it, mate. We'll absolutely do it at some point this year. All One right. thing, rugby league yep. discourse needs is more focus on the referees. What we need is to come well, on and a really real say like positive refereeing. No, no, we're gonna, but we're really focused on the fuck ups. We're just going to go through, break a whole game down, and Dean yep. tell us what they fucked up, and then that's going to go well, golf good for his career. All right, it's going to help um, his career. Perfect, Dean. Thanks again for coming on. We really do appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you for having me, and I'll see you at uh, the next uh, referee session. Absolutely. Uh, Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. And it's goodbye from (laughs) me.